Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. Actually, it's just, it's just the morning. It's Monday morning. I'm trying to get into my day. CJ's doing his thing. We're just trying to make it happen for you guys. So good morning to all of you out there. It's the one and only the notorious, glorious V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live with my main man, El Cuco, a.k.a. the master of the Flux Capacitor himself. And we'll bring you the news, the views, and all the information important to you. Check us out, roguemoney.net. Follow us on Twitter at the Rogue Money, Rogue Money, DTube, Steam It, po- every single podcasting app known to humanity. We're everywhere you want us to be in a bag of chips. And uh, guys, check it out, check it out. Uh, go to the cryptoschool.io, the cryptoschool.io. It's everywhere you want. It's uh, it's the place. Okay, you want to learn how to trade, you want to learn how to uh, get educated in cryptos. Go to the cryptoschool.io. The link is in the description box. And folks, if you haven't done so already, go to my CBD edibles. My CBD, get the deliciousness. Get the deliciousness, whether it's going to be that delicious coffee or whether it's going to be the granola bars or the pecan almond truffles. I mean, folks, this is where it's at. This is where it's at. You're going to get 100% CBD isolate pure in its purest form. Go there. Heck, you see the doggy treats. Are they available now? Yeah, the doggy treats. Yeah, we've been we've been uh, cranking those out, and uh, yeah, they're they're great, especially you know this time of year because I know people will still be shooting off fireworks for like at least the next thirty days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you have any dogs with any anxiety or stuff like that, yeah, it's it's great for that. So yep, absolutely. Or maybe you're you know, or maybe you know you want to get these doggy treats for your bunker because you're tired of eating cat food. You're tired, you know, you you want to graduate into reality. So start off with some doggy treats. It's a great way to begin. And then you can join the rest of us uh, critical thinkers uh, out in the real world. <laughs> That's a shot right there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just have to say it. MyCBDEdibles.com. MyCBDEdibles.com. And also, folks, check out RemainCom.net. RemainCom.net. You have a collection or debt problem, check it out. These guys will help you identify and eliminate risk quickly, simply, and permanently because it's all about risk. What is the risk? Well, your bank account being levied, a lien being put on your house or your asset or property. These are things you want to avoid. These guys over at Remain Calm will take care of that for you. Uh, go ahead and get it done. It's a free 100% co- uh, consult- consultation, 100% free. Just sign up, let them talk to you, and let them show you the way. They will show you the way. That's how they do it. They will show you the way out of debt. And with that being said, Siege, What's crackalacking, brother? Hey, V, good morning. Uh, doing great. Great start to the week so far. Uh, got up early, been been rolling around, got some uh, some uh, items lined up for London Paul, so we're excited he'll be going on after today's show. But doing great. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, my man. I'm doing good. And uh, I- I'm just hanging in there, um, trying to make uh, sense out of all of it. Um, I mean, this, this, all's good in the world, Siege. All's good in the world. I mean, you know, I think there's some, uh, there's a lot of positive movement happening. We're talking about the whole Trump and Putin meeting that's coming up, uh, just a matter of days. 
uh, 11 days from now. And, folks, also real quick, I will be on Coast to Coast AM with George Nuri tomorrow at uh, uh, 11 a.m. to 1 oh, 11 a.m. 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Pacific. So keep it locked here uh, over at the uh, I'll be over at Coast to Coast AM. And uh, <clears throat> with that being said, also, uh, you know, the big thing here is uh, the Putin-Trump meeting, which is happening July the 16th. It is the official day of the gorilla's birthday, so I'm looking forward to it. It's a good little gift for myself as, uh, you know, peace is moving forward, man. I, I like it. A lot of good things. The establishment meltdown, Siege. The establishment is in meltdown, um, and I'm I'm trying to get as much coffee into my system right now, brother. Yeah, I mean, they're going to try everything that they can to try to disrupt, to attempt to ask questions. It's really no different than the Kim Jong-un meeting when they they slammed him for that, stating that, you know, how can you meet with the dictator? How can you meet someone that imprisons his own people and kills his own family members? You know, no, they're going to no. they're going to do the exact same thing with exactly. Trump leading into this meeting. B. It's like, womp, womp, womp. How, here's the problem with the left. And here's a problem with the deep state. And here's a problem with the Republicrats and the Demo and the Democans. The Republicrats and the Democans and the establishment candidates, the deep state, always want to appeal to your moral senses. How can you meet with a dictator? He kills his brother-in-law. How can you meet with this guy? He shot his uncle with an aircraft anti-aircraft cannon. How do how do you, he Fed so and so with attack dogs, and some of these, you know, th these statements that are being said about King Jong was simply not true. Uh, he did kill his brother, his half brother, in the uh, in an airport somewhere in uh, in Malaysia, if I remember correctly. That is correct. But the uh, feeding his uh, uncle with uh, you know thirty some odd dogs, ripping his uncle apart. Eh, I don't know about that. At the end of the day, is he a nut job? Yes. Is he a ruthless tyrant? Yes. 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 He's all those things. <sighs> He is the boogeyman of Asia. But, but you know want to know something, Siege? What's that mean? He's sitting on $9 trillion of mineral wealth. So do... Did you hear that? Yeah. That was <laughs> stupid serious. Seri folks, if you don't know already, and if it hasn't occurred to you, Yay, though, I do like my Apple iPhone and my Apple devices. Siri is the dumbest, stupidest digital assistant in God's green earth. See, you know, one time I was like saying to myself, hey, you know, this is like a month ago when I was uh, coming out to Indiana to see you. Mm -hmm. Yep. I said, hey, Siri. Oh, she just activated. Golly. <laughs> What's scary is you didn't even say, hey, Siri, and she still recorded. She still picked that up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, watch this. Watch this. Hey, Siri, how long is the flight to Indiana from New York? She doesn't know. She's searching. I found some information about that. Okay. So this is what she gets from me, folks. I asked how long is a flight from Indiana to New York. Very clearly, she spells it out for me on the screen what my question is. And CJ, this is the results I get. All right, let's hear it. Uh, she gives me, I said, how long is a flight from Indiana, from New York to Indiana? Well, she gives me the listing for the speed of sound, which is 52 minutes. Then she gives me the speed of light in fiber, five milliseconds. 
Then she gives me light in a vacuum at four milliseconds. The dumbest personal assistant known to mankind. Now watch this. I'm going to go to Google Assistant, which is an absolute genius of a thing. Okay, Google. Give me a... What's the... I don't know about... Let me screw that up. <laughs> okay, that's it. Yeah. Okay, Google. How long is the flight from New York to Indiana? Flights from New York City to Indiana leaving the 25th of July and coming back the 29th of July start at $300. You can choose a destination in Indiana on your screen. Look at that. And it gives me a, a, a whole bunch of flight listings. It, gives, it pulls up tickets, ticket prices from $278 wow. to $300. There's no comparison. And this is why Apple's screwed. They are so behind on machine learning. They're so behind on, on this it, AI. And, folks, it's really not AI. It's, it's a marketing term for basically a really smart computer algorithm. That's all it is. That's all it is. The data... Data-centric algorithms, that's all they are. They're putting a marketing term like AI, artificial intelligence, making you think that these are living computers. They're not. It's BS. It's just a computer program. That's all it is. It only knows what it's been inputted with. That is it. It is not self-aware. It's not, there's not, it's not you know, consciousness. It really isn't. Okay? So relax. Um, it's hilarious, man. It's completely useless. Anyway, what I was saying is this, bro, uh, before I got uh, derailed here with this idiot Siri who just totally distracted me, right? Um, what was I saying, Siege, before I went on this whole thing? See, this is Monday. I'm tired. Had a very busy weekend. I get up in the morning. I'm trying to caffeinate myself as much as possible. I take a few things of coffee. Then Siri throws me off of where I'm supposed to be taking this discussion. <laughs> I can't, man. I just can't. Right. You know, I <clears throat> I think we're leading down the conversation with... um. And Kim Jong Un, yes, nine trillion work. Yeah, his yes. his his dogs eating family members. <laughs> he has his uh, he has a a pack of uh, King Charles cocker spaniels that uh, that he that he feeds them gunpowder and he feeds victims to. So he has cocker spaniels and chihuahuas that rip up people. But um, anyway, yeah, here's the deal: Is Kim Jong a murderous, crazy psychopath? Yeah, absolutely. Is he a nice guy? No. Do I care or should you care? No. 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 See, the question is, folks, would our founding fathers have done business with North Korea? Yep. Oh, what shocking, shocking, shocking idea is that? When our founding fathers were alive, and when America won its independence after the War of 1776, the War for Independence, and then again, after 1812, do you realize even after the War of 1812, the U.S., we, our founding fathers, were still commencing trade with England, even though there's a lot of beef, a lot of bad blood with, between us and the English, that we were still doing business with the, with the Prussian Empire, even though they've hired Hetchens and all, all the bad blood we have. You see, because there's a difference, folks. These people back then were smart enough to understand business is business and personal is personal. So should you, Joe and Jane Public, care about the fact that Kim Jong-un has a prison camp in a gulag? Should you care about the fact that Kim Jong-un feeds, uh, supposedly, you know, shoots people with anti-aircraft guns, those who are his opposition? Should you care that he that the majority of his country is starving to death? Should you care about any of those things? 
No. No. You shouldn't. You should care about you. You should care about your community. You should care about your neighborhood. You should care about your country, America. And you put America first. Now, if you have any inklings, okay, what you can do is 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 have and understand that there's a strategy here. That if you have economic development in North Korea, because North Korea has nine sitting on again, nine trillion, nine trillion, nine trillion. I'm saying it again, nine trillion dollars worth of mineral wealth and strategic and rare earth metals. Okay, nine trillion dollars worth, and no way to get it out of the ground. The Chinese can do it. You think about it. The, 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 the Chicoms could do it. They could do it, but they haven't gotten a chance to. They haven't gotten a chance to. The only thing the Chicoms have been getting is, is, is the coal. They've been getting a lot of coal out of North Korea. But we have an incredible opportunity to get those $9 trillion. I don't know the reasons as to why China has not been able to get their hands on those minerals. Granted, there is some standoffishness, standoffishness between the North Koreans and the Chinese. There's a little bit of rivalry, a little bit of bad blood there. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. Maybe because there's some cultural things. Maybe because, maybe because Kim Jong-un, who was educated in Geneva, Switzerland, okay, who was educated in Switzerland, maybe he likes Western things a little bit more than the Chinese things. If you go to South Korea, you see there's an affinity for Western style and Western culture and Western American music and American food. And there's an affinity for these things. Okay. Maybe, just maybe, Un might have the same proclivities. Now, either way, we look at it, whatever the situation is, it is what it is. There's still nine trillion worth of mineral wealth in the ground. And we know this, folks, once there's an economic boom and in Kim Jong-un decides, if he decides, and I think this is where he's going, he wants to be the benevolent dictator. He wants to take on the role of the man, which whose name right now I forget because it's Monday morning and V hasn't had enough coffee in his blood to tell you exactly the name is because there's only so much data I can store at any given time. Folks, he wants to be the same person like the guy like the leader of singapore okay the leader of singapore who brought singapore from just this backward third world water port little third world little country out in the uh, hanging out in the you know hanging out in the you know in the malacca straits just hanging out into the banking and mercantile powerhouse that singapore is today absolute resolute first world country with first world infrastructure amazing he wants to be a benevolent dictator all of a sudden. He wants to be able to take down, take people out of the poverty-stricken uh, rice paddies that are surrounding Pyongyang and build it to fruition. And he wants integration with the South. Huge things, folks. Huge things. The deep state's freaking out because they need this. They need this. This is this has always been part of their grander geostrategic chessboard that Ziggy Brzezinski, may he rest in hell, has been writing about 
for quite a long time. All the technocrats have been writing about these pivot points, North Korea being one of them, Ukraine being the other one, this, so on and so forth. So, so, we know that if he is able to create economic development in his country, bringing people on board, that's going to lead to a massive rise of a middle-class population, bringing North Korea greater economic freedom, which will lessen its tyrannical impact. See, our founding fathers knew this, folks. Trade and commerce is how you win. Trade and commerce changes lives. Trade and commerce changes governments. Trade and commerce is what elevates humanity. Trade and commerce is the absolute anathema, is the absolute diametrically opposing force to governmental uh, control and tyranny. You want to crush a government? You don't want to bomb it. You want to be able to allow these investments and commerce and trade to spring forth in it. That's what causes it. Why? Because, like I said, the gorilla has been saying since the time immemorial, folks, since time immemorial, since I've come on the scene back in 2012, economics is the most powerful driver in human history. It is it. Everything you do, the fact you're reading a stinking book is relegated on the fact, is based on the fact that we need to find an effective, effective way on how to keep track of things via inventory. And that's how language was formed, because we need to be able to keep track of our stuff. Economics was the driver of languages. Religion, folks. Some of you love organized religion. I am not a fan of organized religion. I am a spiritual person. I do believe in Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. I believe in the Bible. I believe in God. If you are an affront to what I just said, go screw yourself. That's not my problem. That's yours. Hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Right? But organized religion, when you look at organized religion in the sense, okay, and, and, and I have a completely different worldview of Christianity compared to uh, 99.999% evangelicals, okay? So anyway, uh, um, if you look at organized religion, what is organized religion? It's basically economics applied to politics. We see this in Islam. Islam is more than just a religious system. It is a complete political and economic system. It's an economic system. Okay? It's an economic system. That's what you see. So economics is a powerful driver. And we've seen that when economics is, is, is given power, wonderful things begin to happen. Like 800 million Chinese, close to 800 million Chinese, lifted out of poverty and into the middle class in the last 15, 20 years. Now the Chinese government has a problem. Why? Now you have an empowered middle class, and for the first time in China's history since Mao Zedong, since the communist quote-unquote revolution, for the first time since the communist revolution, the Chinese government is actually afraid of the people. <gasps> but wait, I thought, I thought, I thought the government is not afraid of the people. I thought, no, the government is. I've said it. Harley Schlanger has been here multiple times. She's spoken about it. In fact, Helga Zeppelin-Rouche has spoken about it. Anybody who's been to China has done business in China under, for any length of time would understand what the real deal is once they get themselves separated out of the Western press and injected into the local culture at large. That's the power of economics, folks. That's the power of economics. So, just like that, we have Russia, we have the Trump-Putin meeting. And just as the deep state freaked out and got their panties in a bunch about the whole Kim Jong-un and North Korea nonsense, Trump, being the pragmatic mercantilist, is looking at a chance for the U.S. and Russia to actually work together for the first time in, in history. 
first time in history since World War II, actually work together. That would be a major win-win. That would solve. That would usher in an era of peace, the likes of which the world has never seen. And this is why we have this stupid witch hunt that is called the Mueller investigation, which will really get end to nowhere, which will really go nowhere at the end of the day. It's a beautiful thing, folks. Absolutely. And the deep state is freaked out. They're freaked out, CJ, because they think and or they feel there's going to be a serious success to this Trump-Putin meeting. And here's an article from Zero Hedge, which is actually a republished from RT's op-ed from Jim Jatras, an op-ed over at RT. Uh, this is what he says. Trump planned a swift lifting of sanctions on Russia after inauguration and a summit meeting with Vladimir Putin to prevent a second Cold War. The State Department was taxed with working out the details. Instead, says Daniel Freed, the coordinator of the sanctions policy. He received panicky calls of, please, my God, can you stop this? Operatives at the state, disloyal to the president, hostile to the Russia policy on which he had been elected, collaborated with elements of Congress to sabotage any detente. They succeeded. It would have been a win-win for Moscow, said Tom uh, Malinkowski of state, who boasted last week of his role in blocking uh, reapproachment with Russia. State employees sabotaged one of the principal policies for which Americans had voted, and they substituted their own. See, Putin understands that who, who or what Trump is fighting okay back then the constitutional government and the rule of law took a backseat to bureaucratic obstructionism atop months of a phony quote-unquote russia collusion story that even anti-russian republican congressmen are now calling to car now calling to quote-unquote finish the hell up but now in the aftermath of the successful singapore summit and with the collusion narrative looking even more threadbare trump is back on track the summit with Putin will finally take place on July the 16th in Helsinki, Finland, the site of earlier meetings between America and Russian leaders. Today, the assaults on Trump are no less frenzied than a year ago, but they seem to pack less of a punch with critics' glum, critics glum awareness that aside from extraordinary provocation, little can be done to stop the summit from taking place. The Beltway Swamp's flagship bulletin board, the Washington Compost, accused Trump of, of kowtowing to Putin by merely agreeing to meet with him. I mean, folks, why are these idiots in such a tizzy? Why are they freaking out? You see, in order for the deep state to exist, there always has to be. Folks, I told you this, right? The, when you create a bureaucracy, the purpose of the bureaucracy is to always maintain its existence. That is the number one thing. Rule number one of any bureaucracy. All right, guys, we are now this new department of blah, blah, blah. We have to make sure that we continue to exist forever. We never get cut. In fact, we need to make sure that our budget is increased every year and that we have hired more and more people. You see, the, the bureaucracy... Not only, has it, not only does it have to exist in its current state, but it has to expand its roles. It has to hire more people. It's got to expand its staff. It's got to keep expansion, 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 which is the opposite of what you want for effective government. You can't have a big bloated bureaucracy and then an effective, limited, and weakened government with the people in power. It's a competing interest. So what we have here with the Russia collusion, this whole Russia thing, this whole keeping America, is to keep America separate, is to have the boogeyman always in operation. We need the boogeyman of Russia. 
We need the boogeyman of North Korea. We need the boogeyman of Iran. We need the boogeyman of Syria. We need the boogeyman of, of Al-Qaeda. We need all these boogeymen to keep this whole entire ruse going. Why? Because the security apparatus, folks, the military incompetent complex, the security apparatus, the, the, um, all the various bureaucratic apparatchiks that are involved in spending and wasting and draining this country's wealth, talent, and resources requires it. A steady stream of lifeblood that this country has, which is this country's talent, its time, its treasures are wasted on bureaucratic nonsense. And these people are frightened. Why? Because if the Trump Russia, if the Trump, I'm sorry, if the American Russia uh, situation is fixed, if relationships are fixed between America and Russia, if America and Russia can become allies, if America and North Korea can work together, if America and Iran can work together, and if there's peace in the Middle East, and there's peace in Russia, and there's peace in the in the 30th parallel in Asia, and there's winning trade, folks. Winning trade. Watch what Trump does to bring China to the negotiating table. Watch what he does. Watch what he does. And I was reading the Wall Street Journal this morning because it's the only only mainstream publication I'm subscribed to. You know, there's some bits and pieces of data that could be valuable in there, but there's a lot of propaganda and BS. And then reading some of the propaganda and BS about trade, about an idiot who doesn't understand trade to begin with, writing an op-ed piece, which many readers of the Wall Street Journal will say, oh, wow, that makes so much sense. Yes, this guy's telling the truth. No, the guy's telling you a lie. Today's Wall Street Journal talking about an op-ed in there about trade. Guy's completely wrong. Completely wrong. Why? They're all panicking. Why? They're all panicking. Well, if we fix our trade situation and we fix our Russia situation and we fix our North Korea situation, the 30th parallel in Asia, and we fix our situation with China, we fix our situation with Iran, and we fix our situation with the European, quote-unquote, allies, my God. That means, CJ... A lot of bureaucracies and a lot of deep staters in this country are going to lose their jobs. Does it not? Yeah, big time. Does it not? Does it not mean that these guys are going to be unemployed? They're going to be out of work? Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Huge. Huge. Huge things, right? Now, People need to understand what the strategy is. What's what's really happening? You know, people have this thing from QAnon, and you know, QAnon is saying this, blah blah blah, whatever he, they, or it is saying. Like, what what's going on? I mean, there's a a great op-ed. I'm going to put it all together for you guys, right? I'm going to make sense of this whole entire thing because this is something. These are some of the data that I've been gathering for the last year, and now it's starting to make a lot of sense to my mind. Okay. What well, Donald Trump is preparing, the Jacksonian Trump is set to dismantle the imperial international organizations, turn the Pentagon away from empire building and reigning the CIA, and develop the national economy. And this is a great article from uh, Russia Insider. Um, Donald Trump's objective co- thus consists of both reinvesting the transnational capital of the U.S. economy and turning the Pentagon and the CIA away from their current imperialist functions with national defense in order in order to do so, he has to withdraw from international commercial treaties and dissolve their intergovernmental structures, which consolidates the old order. Old order. Bye-bye, WTO. Goodbye, NATO. Folks, CJ, did you know the first thing that when the first time 
The first time that Angela Merkel met Trump at the White House, do you know the first thing that Donald Trump said to her? <laughs> what be? Oh, this is this is on the record, bro. This is what he actually <laughs> said. Quote Angela, you owe me one trillion dollars. The first thing out of his mouth. Nice. <laughs> it, they said that Merkel was completely taken. She was not prepared for that. Angela, you owe me a trillion dollars. Because there was a period of time for 12 years where the Germans did not pay their fair share for NATO and instead focused on their own objectives. So here's the new boss. And Angela Merkel's walking in there thinking that the new boss is the same as the old boss. She's thinking that, you know, the, the new boss is going to stand up and bow down and get and, and, and lay prostate before her and uh, and worship the ground that she walks on and talk and then start apologizing for uh, uh, <laughs> for America's existence. But I said the new boss stood up, looked us dead in the eye. I said, you owe me a trillion dollars. Pay up, sucker. And she couldn't believe it. She could her feminine mind, her feminist mind couldn't even wrap around that. She was completely beleaguered. That's Trump. That's Trump. For the very first days of his mandate, President Trump removed his country from the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which I like to call the toilet paper protocols, which has not yet been signed. The commercial treaty has been conceived strategically as a means of isolating China, which is a joke. You can't, you can't isolate China. Since he was unable to cancel the signature of uh, sig signature of his country on those treaties, which were already enforced, such as the North American Free Trade, he began to unravel them by imposing various custom duties, which were contrary to the spirit, but not the letter of the agreement. He's reframing the United Nations organization as no longer a forum of peace, but an instrument of U.S. imperialism, which within the last few states continue to resist. This was already the case during the Soviet policy of the empty chair, the Korean War. And since the July 2012, it is once again true. President Trump has directly attacked the two main imperialist tools of the UN, the United Nations Organization, the UNL, the peacekeeping operations, which have taken the place of the observation missions, which were originally planned by the Charter, and the Human Rights Council, whose sole function is to justify the humanitarian wars waged by NATO. Think about it. He's pulled out of the humanitarian organization of NATO. There, there's some political pundits who, who had their panties in a bunch. <gasps> oh, he's a serial tyrant. He's pulled out of the of the he's pulled out of the Human Rights Commission. Oh my god, the Human Rights Council. The human, folks, the Human Rights Council was a rubber stamp organization that allowed unwarranted, unmitigated wars in some of the most poorest places in the world. Okay, it was a rubber stamp to look and to give a blind eye while some of the most heinous, egregious human rights violations were taking place. Think about that. It pulls out of it. The United Nations Organization, the UNO, set up to as an observable front to observe what's going on and to report on it. Not an organization that gives a green light and a pretext for her intervention. Trump pulls out of that one. <gasps> he's a tyrant. No, he's dismantling he's dismantling the very rudiments and tools of imperialism. In other words, these were deep state establishment 
tools, their modus operandi, in which they used as a pretext and a justification to get what they needed globally. And he's pulled that back. He's torpedoed the G7. Think about how he embarrassed the G7. He goes and says, yeah, Russia should be here. Just, he is the master troll. The master troll. And the media plays into his hands every single time. The idiot leftists, their heads explode every single time. They don't know what to do. And the G7, I like to call them the insolvent seven, is a joke. It is a cadre of bankster-led cabals, crime families, who have carved up the world. And Trump's calling them out for it. Same thing he's done with NATO. So all these imperialistic tools he's dealing with, one thing at a time, one thing at a time. And what is he doing? He is trying to get a physical economy in place. He's trying to get that going. And one of the things I realize here, folks, is this. Okay. The strategy for Trump going forward, it was, this is pretty interesting. This is from Alistair Crook, uh, writing a strategic culture. Trump's U.S. aim for domination, not through the globalist permanent infrastructure of U.S. defense umbrella, but through the smart leverage. And listen to this, folks. This is the this is the American model. This is the new American model. This is not the American model that you and I are used to. Which is we're gonna, you know, we're gonna show up. We're gonna bomb your town. We're gonna destroy your cities. We're gonna, you know, knock down your door. We're gonna punch your wife. We're gonna kick your dog. Eat all the food in your refrigerator. Take a dump on your carpet, then jump back into our Humvees and then peel out. That was that's American foreign policy in a nutshell. That's the way the old regime would do things. This is the new American plan. And this is a plan that I can get behind. This is a plan that you and I could get behind, right? Some people will say, well, that's very competitive. I don't think that's fair to China and Russia. Look, folks. We are all competitors. You have to embrace competition. Competition on an economical sense, on who can cut a better deal, who can, who can compete economically, it is the greatest honor. That's why I want all of you to read Atlas Shrugged. All of you, if you haven't done so already, go ahead, buy the book, go on Amazon right now, and go get Atlas Shrugged. I promise you, Ayn Rand is not paying me to say this. God rest her soul. Even though she's an objectivist, but whatever. Anyway, uh, get the book. Because you would understand that competition in business is perhaps one of the greatest ideals. Fair competition, real competition, not competition with cheating, with graft and and, 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 and influence and subterfuge. No, real competition. So let me frame here what Alistair Crook is saying, and I'm going to tie into how this ties in with a few pieces of information that I shared with you folks about last week. Trump's U.S. aims for domination, not through the globalist permanent infrastructure of of the U.S. defense umbrella, but through the smart leveraging, but through the smart leveraging, the smart leveraging of the U.S. dollar and financial clearing monopoly by ring fencing and holding tight U.S. technology. Think about that, folks. By ring fencing and holding tight U.S. technology and by dominating the energy market, which in turn represents the on 
off valve to economic growth for U.S. rivals. In this way, Trump can bring the troops home, and yet America keeps its hegemony. America's control of the world global empire. Military conflict becomes a last resort and a reality thing in the past. That's a policy I can get behind. Ring fencing and holding tight U.S. technology and by dominating the energy market. There it is. There it is. There is the entire... There is the entire American plan. Ring fencing American technology. What do you mean by ring fencing? Making sure that we have the right trade deals in place, trade deals that are fair to us, and you can't do that without tariffs. You see, folks, a lot of these free trade idiots would, 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 would croon well, you don't understand. Deficits are natural because you're going to have deficits, and they do a poor job explaining. Like this today's uh, op-ed over at the Wall Street Journal. I was I was laughing my head off. I'm like, wow, they really let an idiot like this talk. Really, they let an idiot like this waste a a, a certain section of the newspaper page. They let this guy talk. We're going to have it. It's just natural. No more. It's not natural. It's natural in your in, in your paper mache world that everything's papered over with bankster paper. And bankster paper is as good as toilet paper. When you want to build a real physical economy, the, one of the greatest things you have is intellectual property rights. Folks, do you realize some of the trade deals that are done that how much of American companies were required to hand over their intellectual property in order for them to do business in China? Do you or do you not think that that is fair? That is not fair at all. And then, lo and behold, we advance China's technology by 5 to 10, 15 years, and they get a chance to leapfrog us in certain areas. Why? Because of the stupidity of, quote-unquote, leaders. Because of the stupidity of, quote-unquote, politicians who set up these erroneous trade deals because China threw some money at them because of a political contribution or whatnot. Think about this for a second. Trump got us out of a trade deal and further trade deals with China. Hit them with so much time. You watch how the Chinese come to the negotiating table on this one. You watch how Trump has these guys by the balls. He has them by the balls. You'll say to yourself, and look, folks, I said, I, I, I've looked at this. I, I know China better than most people. Why? Because I've been doing business with Chinese companies that are based in China for the last, oh, seven years or so. I know China very well. They have one weakness. They have one weakness. Energy. And you want to know something? Do you guys realize, CJ, I don't know if you realize this. Guess who is the number one energy producer in the entire world right now, thanks to Trump? I gave it away. <laughs> Uh, v, would that happen to be uh, the United States? Yes. <laughs> Lucky yes. Yes, exactly. We are the biggest energy producers in the world. We superseded Saudi Arabia and Russia. 
as a whole. Isn't that amazing? We're pumping more oil, producing more natural gas than any other country in the world. So there it is, the energy. And this has only happened in the last year or so. This has only happened in the last year or so. Trump is changing the game. He's changing it very quickly. You better believe it. QAnon or no QAnon, he's changing the game. Now watch this now. We have a new petrodollar emerging. There's a chance here where Trump will say, hey, you know what? We want to re- renegotiate our debt to our creditors. Just, how about we, we sign on to this global economic reset and, and how about we just hit the, hit the reset button and purge the entire system? Everybody starts from zero again. And this time we have a new petrodollar. Instead of creating a, a $2 system, a two-currency system, excuse me, we have one currency which is backed up by the energy commodity of the United States. We have a real petrodollar, not based on what flows out of the pipelines of Saudi Arabia, but what flows from the very grounds of this God-blessed, resource-rich, talent-filled country. How about that? And now we have a protectionist economy. And folks, when you look at the last 15 to 20 years, the economies that have grown the fastest have been protectionist economies. And historically, and I have over 900 years of human economic data at my fingertips, the fastest growing economies have always been the protectionist economies. Not the free trade economies. Free trade economies benefit those at the very, 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 very top of the pyramid. Now American businesses will be able to do business in China fairly without having to turn over their intellectual property rights, without having to transfer technology, without having to give away the house along with the kitchen sink. And watch us Chinese copycats come out with competitive products. That could be as good, if not better. No more. You protect, he's protecting, our, he's hedging like a ring of fire. American technology. And he's creating us into being an a, a, a energy powerhouse. Why do you think? Why do you think? That King Salman and the Saudis are, gave Trump the grandest welcome of any president in Saudi Arabia because they understand the Trump plan. They understand the new American system. And the new American system is not about having 900 military bases in 139 countries. The new American system is a self-sufficient energy powerhouse, a technological powerhouse. And when he's done, my God, we have a chance of really turning things around. This man is doing everything he can for you. This man is facing great ridicule. This man, is he perfect? No. Does he make mistakes? Yes. But at the end of the day, he's not cabal. Never was, never will be. And this man is doing everything he can to free your country from the shackles of the Rothschild, Rockefeller banking interests, which have been considerably weakened and taken out of the way in so much regard. 
he is doing what he can to set this country up in the highest echelons as possible. We stand at the cusp, like Lyndon LaRouche has once said, we stand at the cusp right now of an American renaissance. And folks, we have one foot on an American renaissance and one foot on total collapse. And this is not a time for us to rest. It's not a time for us to chill back while this president does this. Our president, God bless him. But this is a chance for us to push forward. This is a chance to not be shy. This is the the chance for us to be absolutely ferocious. Absolutely ferocious. This is the chance for us to go forward. And come the midterm 2018 elections, vote out and crush every single deep state operative and politician in this land. Let us drive these deep staters, these far left-wing socialists, let us drive them into the ocean. Heck, instead of driving them to the ocean, let's drive them into Canada. Let's drive all of them into Canada and Mexico from whence they came. <laughs> Send them all to Canada. Let Justin Trudeau deal with them. This is what I'm saying, Siege. This is the new American plan. And guess what, Siege? And here's the tie-in. What were the two financial firms that we talked about last week, Siege, where you said that they that the Fed helped them pass? Goldman and Goldman. Morgan Stanley. Yep. Yep. Morgan and Goldman Stanley. Guess who are the two firms that are going to be involved in repricing the new petrodollar that will be coming out and setting up the market, setting up the international commodities exchange boards that will be trading the new dollar. They'll be trading the new petro-backed currency. Guess who those two firms are? Hmm. Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. Now, some of you say, oh, see that right there? He is part of the cabal. He's using Goldman Sachs and he's using Morgan Stanley. Ah, look at that. Can't you see that, V? This is what separates pragmatic intellectual thinkers from knee-jerk reactionists. CJ, the pricing of oil, who had at one point the largest petroleum pricing desk in the world? It was Morgan Stanley. It was Morgan Stanley. It was so big and so good at what it did that the Russians back in the early aughts tried to purchase it from Morgan Stanley. I think it was, no, that actually was like 2011, 2012. The the Russians tried to purchase Morgan Stanley's Platts oil platform pricing desk. The Russians tried to to buy it. The sale was struck down by the Obama administration. And then uh, an old compadre agency that I have experienced dealing with, Mercuria. Mercuria purchased the Platts platform from Morgan Stanley. So Morgan Stanley has a great deal of experience creating commodity pricing indexes and commodity platform trade desks. Surprise, surprise. Guess who also has really good experience in creating derivatives 
some of which will be needed. Needed, not the the the, the crazy derivatives we're talking about, but variations of different energy products and creating portfolio services that will be coinciding with this trade platform and the pricing desk. Goldman Sachs. Isn't it amazing that the two banks that were basically pardoned from the Fed stress test, that the two investment houses that were given a free pass from the liquidity aspect test from the Fed is happens to be the same two investment houses that will have the most amount of experience and wherewithal and the very two same ones and let me let me let me read this off to you folks let me just to let you know that I'm not pulling this out of my butt okay listen to this when trump began talking about early on when he began talking about the and not just Trump, but the, the, the good guys that are in charge, the patriots that are in charge, that are talking about a new commodity-backed dollar, the new petrodollar. Guess who t- Trump sp- spoke with? Guess who were the two guys that he was in communication in order to bring this thing about in order to in order to birth in order to seed this idea amongst market makers and movers and shakers which you need to have i don't care if you like them or not you know people will say why did why did reagan have certain trilateralists in his uh, in his organization why did he not know of course he knew but there are some people folks that ideologically you don't agree with that there are some people who've who've done things so untoward who are so part of the other side of the tracks who are so part of quote unquote the deep state but they're so damn good at what they do you might want to grab them and twist their ankles a little bit you might want to grab excuse me grab them and twist their nutsack a little bit Twist their balls a little bit so you get them to do what you want them to do because they're the best there is at what they do. Did you realize this? I had this this conversation with W you know, a while ago, maybe over a year ago. I asked him, why were there so many trilateralists in Reagan's administration? The best answer W told me is that, V, you don't get it. There are certain trilaterals that Reagan kept around because they were literally the best they, there is at what they do. They're, they are the systemic, they are the system engineers of a political apparatus. They're a system engineers of government that to remove them, to get them out of the way, and you don't get to leverage them and utilize them for what you want them to do. And if you just simply remove them, you couldn't, you couldn't have the type of results you wanted, the system would cease to function. And sometimes there are certain engineers that are needed to get the ship moving 
And you need these people. You need these actors. You might need a Goldman Sachs and a Morgan Stanley to get it moving. Because the two people that he spoke with, folks, the two people that he spoke with, were Gary Cohn and I think Steve Shapiro. I'm sorry, John Shapiro. Gary Cohn and, and, and John Shapiro. And Gary Cohn, who was he the former head of? Goldman Sachs. John Shapiro, who was he the former head of? Morgan Stanley. Is, is, it, is it becoming clear yet? Gary Cohn. Goldman Sachs, John Shapiro, Morgan Stanley. Who had the best energy pricing desk on planet Earth? The Russian wonder by Morgan Stanley. Who had the best commodity pricing derivatives and products and services? Goldman Sachs. Who knew how to set these things up? Goldman Sachs. Who knew how to run it? Morgan Stanley. Who knew how to build up the entire infrastructure between both of these? Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley. Do you see the picture? Who is he talking to? Gary Cohn, John Shapiro. Think of it. Think of it. And this is the whole entire deal here. This is the whole launching of the new ICE platform, the International Commodities Exchange Desk. All of this is being set up because there's a new sheriff in town. And I know this is some of you won't. Some of you will listen to this, and you're not going to get it. You're still stuck on. Oh, you come and talk to Morgan Stanley. Why are you talking with them? Why is he still talking to them? I don't know why. Why? Why? You're stuck on stupid. I'm not calling you stupid. I'm just talking about your ideas being stupid. Pragmatism. You need to move away from. Okay, he's just dealing with a he's a deep stater. Oh, he's dealing with Goldman Sachs and Morgan. No, he's utilizing them. He's gutting them. He's taking advantage of them. He's molesting Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley and causing them to do what he wants them to do. He is pimp smacking them in order to build this. Because let me tell you folks, this new system is not something that Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley would thrive under. They thrived under the old system, the current system, that's dying and moving away. But they've been called to the table in order to build this. And they've been told, listen, if you suckers knock it off, you promise to build this. You promise to go into a new future where there's going to be openness, transparency, where we're going to actually have a real mark-to-market, and we're going to purge the old system. We're going to get rid of the old derivatives and all this other crap that, that, that has been created. We're going to allow you to pass that Fed stress test. We're going to allow you to come on in and help design and build this. Now, there's no guarantee for you that you will remain the same company that you remain today. There's no guarantee that we might not chop you up, Goldman Sachs, that we might not chop you up, Morgan Stanley, and sell you into a into 13 or 15 or 30 different divisions. Ain't no guarantee of that. But this is the plan that is really at work. And when you begin to look at, like me, when you begin to look at the 30,000 viewpoint 
the 30,000 feet viewpoint, and you begin to look down, this is what emerges. This is what emerges. This is what the deep state is terrified of. It's the new American plan. They are terrified of this. They don't want America to be an energy powerhouse. They don't want America to be a technological powerhouse. They don't want America to seek fair, real, and fr- and, 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 and real and fair equitable trade with multiple individual partners with individual trade deals. They don't want that. They don't want good relationships between America and Russia. They don't want good relationships with America and China. They don't want good relations with America and any other country in the world. See, the globalist policy is the policy of isolation, folks. It has led us to where we are. Trump is making us, and the guys that are behind and backing Trump are bringing about I like to call these guys the Sons of Liberty. They are bringing about a new American century. They are bringing about a new American renaissance. 2018, 2018, 2018 midterm elections. You go to the poll and you, 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 and you bring about and help bring about this new American renaissance. Get ready, folks. This is V, the Guerrilla Economist. And Siege, I'm done.